BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello. But you can... Hello, Puzzle Dick. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about range. But you hear me? How it's, it's natural, it's fine. Yeah. You got the crickets in the back. Yeah, I can't hear those crickets. So it's all nice. It's all great. This is probably going to be the most fishing in the dark type episode ever. Oh, it's very tranquil. I like it. I did one episode, like, it was like locust season, to where you had those, whatever they do. What did we have last time we were here? That's a good question. We had some kind of nature. Nature and maybe birds. A few birds. It, it was kind of like today to where the sun was setting, to where everything yeah. was getting ready to shut up. Perfect. Yeah. Except for them kids down the street. Oh, I'm with it, dude. Just a little, little background. I can't wait to hear them like, get into a fight. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't pack your shit. Oh. The game. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. And this is the TC3 experience. You may remember uh, Tyler Copeland. Uh, from episodes gone by, he is back. He is one-third of the Man Up podcast. Hello. Uh, Tyler, how you doing? We're in here. We're going. Yeah, man. Well, I, I like the way you do things. Just going. It was very unexpected. Run it. We were just going, and then bam. Oh, we in. On. I like it. i tell you one more unexpected thing. What's that? This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. You can use <laughs> promo code uh, PORCHTALK, all one word, all caps, manscaped.com. Get 20% off your purchase order. Uh, products are great. You've heard me talk about it time in, time in, time out. I'm not going to give you the, the lecture tonight. Uh, we're trying to do this episode. Usually I ask the guests if they mind if I give a no, Manscaped I'm spill. I'm I mean, curious but, about some things. Yeah. What about your lawnmower 2.0? Dude, I got, uh, you know how like on Zombieland, uh, Woody Harrelson's carry, he always had to put the three on the vehicle. Yeah. I got a three on the drag strip down there, baby. Really, you got uh, it, dude. It's... You can you can you can do it up down there. Really, that's uh, amazing. Possibilities are unlocked. I like this. Now the the game changer for me is their new uh, beard hedger. Mm-hmm. I usually keep three four guards, and I lose the guard that I like the most. All with right. this one, the guard is on it, and it has a little slide with a thumb, and that that guard raises. Nice. So you don't have to have a bag full of guards no more. So you just have one one blade, mm-hmm. no attachments. Yep. And you, if you want to take the guard off, you can. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Get that clean, smooth feeling? Get that good, good. I don't know about For it, For my man. military and uh, local responders. Sounds good. Sounds like I might. How much, how much is that type of stuff? We have to get on there and look. Uh, I think just like the beard trimmer is, use the promo code, it'd probably be about 40 bucks. Uh, definitely worth it. Yeah. Like a shit quattro or some bullshit, right? 
that's not even man to me worth like I, I was using wall brand like I've, I've been using wall since i was a teenager for upstairs and downstairs and i've nicked the balls time and time again but like with the lawnmower i, clipped, dude, I have no fear i clipped the whole tank like this week see what it, i'm saying it was bad 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 and there's nothing scarier no, than that i wasn't ready for sure no one's ready that's awesome, man. But when you nip that sack, dude, you, you're you're thinking absolute worse. It's like, am I about to see what the inside looked like? <laughs> Is the package about to come un- unpackaged? <laughs> that sounds like yuck. Yeah, that'd be a bad experience. So go to manscaped.com. Use Porch Talk uh, as your promo code. Get twenty percent off. Uh, and all the uh, all the ad stuffs out of the way. Good job. All that's nice and pretty. I like Manscaped too because it's not like. Some of the brands, oh, yeah, like, like, they the tell you, you what to say. To say. Right. No, you get to, you get to riff it. Just ad lib the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty amazing because if it works, it works. Well, right? that's the thing about it, and like they, most of the podcasts I listen to that Manscaped sponsor the comedy podcast, and so they're oh, gonna yeah. have some like absurd, you know, stuff like that to say anyway. Sure. I mean, if the product sells itself, it really doesn't matter what you say about it. You and know what I mean? That's what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, it is. That's that's pretty amazing stuff. Dude, let me get a little snort of that. Just like last time, dude. What we got? We got the peanut bird dog. butter bird dog, and it's delicious. It tastes just like my next mistake. Yes, sir. And I hope not to be crawling out of here later. On the previous TC3 experience, um, there was some drinking done, and it put us under the table. A lot of drinking done. Well, more than I when, I, when I reflect on that night, though, I don't remember, like, that much. This puppy was full last time. Okay. Well, at least we didn't start with a full bottle. Right. And then a sixer of the Voodoos. Not the 9.5s, but what were they, 7.6? The the, reg- the yellow can? <sighs> those Voodoo Rangers? No, not Voodoo Rangers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had those, and also and I we think had we had Ghost. Ghost in the Machine. Yeah, we had the four-banger of the Ghost. Cause, and that, there's a reason why they sell the four pack. I, I remember, I remember, man, I hate these four packs costing thirteen dollars. And then drink a four pack by yourself and yeah, see how you're feeling. Go for it. Four is all you need. Absolutely. Two, two will put you in a r- nice, crisp spot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like three's pushing. Oh yeah. And four, bad night. Bad night for sure. You know the indicators. Oh hell yeah, the Albita beer. Albita? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love them. Those, those are great. Yeah, and uh, showed up with a six pack of indicators at a friend's barbecue. Mm-hmm. He's putting it in the cooler, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Who's is this?" I said, "It's mine." He said, "Why don't you come over to my house on a mission? You didn't ask if I, if you could sleep on the couch or not." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "You drink a six pack of those? I know you ain't going nowhere, homie." <laughs> right? Absolutely. I, I learned the hard way. Uh, we were eating at Huck's one night, and I've never heard of them. Mm-hmm. I just seen IPA beside it. I was like, "Let me try that." Yeah, I took down about three or four of them. I would, I didn't drive home. Dude, I don't get the disrespect. Like, I, I like the beer culture that we have here in America. And, like, I, I think Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, they make some damn good beers. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, like, you'll have the meme, how to drink an IPA, open it up and pour it down pour the it. sink. Yeah, they don't have any idea. Mm-mm. Now, it, I'll say this, it, like it, like anything else, it is an acquired taste. For sure. I remember being a teenager and not liking the, the taste of beer you know, not even a Bud Light or a Miller, right. anything domestic. Now it tastes like water. Yeah. Basically, no offense to the domestic beers. Yeah. After drinking this, it absolutely tastes like water. Yeah, and that, like, I am pro IPA, and sure. uh, this dude from Louisiana, I ran into him the other day. He was running sound up at the Columbus Heart Council. Yeah. And I offered him a beer, because he's like, 
I'm running all this sound, and I, I want the pavement to be in beer. And I was like, dude, I got some Millers downstairs. He said, no offense, but where I'm from, we have what we call taste. And if you can see through the beer, it ain't a beer. And I was like, oh, so you like stouts? Hmm. He's like, yeah, but mainly like a Guinness, like a, a dark beer. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, that's okay. You like what you like? Where are you from, Ireland? Louisiana. I was like, come on, Get man. Get out of here. I was like, I know you're going to drink a Bud Light at the Crawfish sure. Bowl. Come on, You know they're going to haze the shit out of that place. Yeah. Some good, like, delicious Parish stuff. Brewing speaks differently, yes. man. Absolutely. I love that stuff. Let me get one of those, man. Let me get a nip off of that. Go ahead, dude. I haven't had a good smoke in a while. Come on with it. Those are the full flavors, too, huh? Oh, those are the cowboy killers. Of the American spirit. Yeah. I tell you this, nature's if you ever see it, I call it the purple pack, but then uh, the, the chick at the gas station told me that it's actually blue. But it, it looks purple to me. Oh, there's another it's, pack it's, that it's is It's the purple. same cigarette. You know what the difference is? The purple pack, the tobacco was grown in America, and this was grown wherever. Really? Same price, exact same taste. It's just different grown packaging. But, yeah, just grown different place. Just hope it wasn't grown in Ohio, it, right? You know what I, I I hate? like, Which I really should stop smoking. That's a go, long-term go. I'm not interested in it right now. But um, I miss, like, instead of calling them by these full flavor or light, you got to go by the color. Yeah. Because, like, people were deceived thinking if they got a light cigarette, they weren't getting as much nicotine. I was right. like, there's no way you that dumb. No, it's, it's, like, it's the same thing. It's just a lighter flavor. It's like a light beer. And now when you when you go into a gas station and you try to describe what you want, like I can't say I want the full full flavor American spirit. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know what you're talking about. You got to go by color. I hate that shit. Right. So you smoke purple normally or no? I smoke that one if they got it, and then if they don't, I go the purple just because it's the same thing. Right. But they got like three different kind of blues now. Okay. They got a sky blue. They got a dark blue. A light blue. Seen the, I've smoked a yellow before. Those are okay. That's a light. It's a light, yeah. But it's not to me. To me, I don't taste any difference. I'm not. A, I'm a casual smoker, not a yeah. daily smoker. So I don't I taste. They're, they're dark green menthol. That's a full flavored menthol. It's like it's like a Newport. It, it'll make a Newport look silly. Really, dude. It'll give you a headache. It's delicious. It's, ooh, I like the light green pack. So you the gotta, light green's like Newport. That dark green. That's a, that's a different another kind. level. That's like a Vicks vapor rub. Holy shit! That sounds disgusting. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh, I don't know if I could take that. It's a little much, man. I wanted to ask you because I thought this was interesting, and uh, we could we could jive on it for a minute. Uh, local professor here at a local college campus, uh, recently on a podcast, has been interviewed. I think he's even wrote a couple of books about it. Uh-huh. He uses heroin daily. He's a daily heroin user, and his whole point is. With any drug, with proper moderation, you can be, you know, a fun, you know, like we all know a function alcoholic. Yeah. Or a functioning, I don't even know what to call someone who smokes weed on the daily, but Duh, pothead. Pothead, yeah. That's cool. Uh, uh, stoner, stoner. Let's stoner, say stoner. Yeah, That's a nice A functional word. stoner. Like right. we all know those type. We, we know the those who chase the cocaine, you know. Yeah. We know all those kind of, and they're very functional. Yeah. But when, when I found out what kind of drug he was functioning on, Wow, that is impressive, actually. Heroin. Like, how do you stay awake, even? And that's, that was this whole thing. He said it's all about moderation. And I was like, well, when I think about a hard drug like that, I think about my favorite musicians. Dead. Yeah, they died from it. Yeah. And I was like, why, why do people use drugs? I think it's an escape. 
Normally, yeah. Or or to party. Or maybe they're in pain and they're trying to relieve some pain. Possibly. I know a lot of that gas station stuff that people buy that I think is crap. I mean, that's why they're doing it. What gas station stuff? I'm not like the Kratoms and all the different... No. Talking about all the pills and stuff there? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, when I was a teenager, and I know you've heard several stories of yeah. my drug use over the years. Um, I always just wanted to party. I wasn't hurting or I wasn't trying to, like, make anybody mad or, you know, you, normally you hear about, oh, well, I'm going to try to get back at my dad. <laughs> what? Yeah, what so, by fucking your own life up? Right, like, come on. <laughs> but no, like, it always just stemmed around a party for me. Like, the the bigger the, I guess the bigger the sack, the bigger the party, in my opinion. The yeah. more beer, the more party. Whatever, I mean, it was just always to hang out. But yeah, I can definitely see how some people I know did do it because of other reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, what they're trying to escape, I'm not really sure. And how they're trying to do it, I'm not really sure. This is a very interesting take on the what is he microdosing the shit? That would be the best way I would think to describe it. Like he he knows how to ration it out throughout the day to stay completely high all day, but perfectly to where he's not damaging. Like a mellow high. Yeah. So he's like a Marlboro Light high. That would be my guess. I actually want to talk to him about it. I'm going to reach out to him. Oh God, if you do, I'd like to be there. Yeah. Would you do that for me? I will do that, that for That would you. be fantastic for... But I think, like, also, it's like a socioeconomic thing to where... Imagine, like, being able just to afford that habit. Yeah. Cause yeah you know, well, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Instead of being broke as shit because you're trying to do it all in one sitting. All in one go. Yeah. No, he's rationing it out. He's like, I know, how to, I know how much I factor this into my monthly budget. This is how much heroin I'll have to have, which is such a strange thing to say. It is. You know, it's scary, too, with uh, nowadays the fentanyl everywhere. That's that, That's where I was about to go. That is another scary way to look at it. I mean, you it. hear stories of mothers, you know, they're 23-year-olds. I mean, they're dying left and right from yeah. fentanyl. They thought, well, this is supposed to be this. Well, it turns out it was laced with fentanyl. All right, and they say it's because it's cheaper to buy and it's easier to, I guess, mix in with the shit. But I don't understand how, if I was dealing drugs, the last thing Kill I would your want. Kill your client? That's exactly the last thing I would want. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, not only does it put heat on your ass, but now you just lost a client. Yeah. You literally lost clientele today. And that has to be like a, there's, there is a relationship to that between your, your drug dealer and you, you know? Always was for me. It's a, it's a weird relationship. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not going to call you on the weekend and hang out, but I might hit you up for a good time. Just not going to be having it with you. True. Well, I had a guy, I had a guy that was really cool. I could pull up to his house and be like, hey man, do you want some beer? Yeah, hell yeah. I'll have a beer with you. Yeah. Whatever. And he'd, like, put my weed on the table and sack it up, weigh it up like I was at a freaking meat market. It was kind of impressive. But uh, he ended up going to prison. As That's they a do. story for another day, I guess. But, yeah, as far as drug dealers go, I've normally they're very shady people. Yeah. Or you wouldn't expect them to be drug dealers, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I'm back and forth on this, like whether, you know, the big thing right now is federal level and on state level to get marijuana legal, all 50. Yeah. Which I think we're over halfway there with the states. But uh, I don't know, like some people I talk to, they're like, make it all legal and then let the government regulate it. And I was like, well, when has the government ever done anything right? Never. 
And it was like, well, that would eliminate, like, if you were going to get cocaine, you wouldn't have to worry about fentanyl no more. Right. I was like, yeah, but. You, but. <laughs> but, I mean, you would if they're doing it for the reasons they say they're doing it now. Yeah. To, to fatten their sack cheaper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you still, I mean, it'd be different than going it, you know? buying it at Walgreens. Same thing with, like, you know, the Third Eye Blind song, Slow Motion. Not with familiar. The, with the bag of Coke I cut with Drano. Oh, wow. And it was in a rap song, and her nose bled the most beautiful ruby red. Oh, wow. You remember that in the rap song? Uh-uh. Oh, they had it as the hook in the song. What song was that? Uh, we'd have to look it up. We'd, you're going to have to check me out on that. That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Also sounds pretty badass. <laughs> I mean, it was it was during that gangster rap yeah. era, probably the the greatest genre of rap. Cut the coke with Drano. Mm-hmm. Watch her nose bleed the mm-hmm. most beautiful ruby red. Mm-hmm. That wow. whole the, the the song slow motion. Uh, each verse it, it escalates to a more screwed up situation. Okay. My sister's eating paint chips again. I think maybe that's why she's insane. No shit. I mean, it, it, it's third eye blind though. Yeah. Every song of theirs is about some kind of drugs. Yeah. And, I didn't and, there's, realize a sexu- it. and there's a sexual in the end, though, in there. I did not really realize it until I listened to it as a grown-up, you know, because that shit, I don't know how old I was when that came out. Yeah. 12? I know what cocaine was. Right. Or Drano. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Yep. Um, it, it's it, it, it's like their most iconic song that no one's ever heard. Yeah. Like everyone thinks like semi-charm life. Well, I was thinking Jumper. But yep. that was about what? Jump. Which one? Doing crystal meth that bring you up, lift you up until you break. Which one was that? Semi charm life. life. Yeah, I never realized that's yeah. what they were saying. He just said I, it fast, and you just move right yeah. past it, and you're just like, huh, imagine <laughs> that. And then I listened to it as a grown up, and I was like, wait a second, uh-huh. you're trying to run one by me, buddy. Did you hear about like some of the rappers, like? Days gone by, like these songs have been out. If they're still alive, that they're being sued by people who have been killed by gang violence. No, that's beginning to happen. Really? Yeah, like culture is like eating itself. It's like even if he's talking about gang banging and doing drugs, like he's not telling you to do those things. Right. Although I would argue, like you were making it the cool thing to do. Oh yeah, for sure. That's like um, somebody was telling me the other day about Biggie Smalls had a. More than one, more than one rapper, but Biggie Smalls is who I remember about being a pedophile, like singing about being a pedophile. I never heard that. I don't know the words of the song, but which probably makes this a little less uh, awesome of a conversation. But no, it was several, several rappers who they were just like, you know, I, I guess they were talking about pruning, grooming, little, little grooming, whatever. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Which is a big topic Not for a today. Bush. Is it? Yeah. I mean, with all the Tennessee just passed a state law banning drag queen story hour and drag queens dancing in front of kids. Oh, wow. And so people who are pro drag queen, I don't know if they're purposefully, like, misinterpreting the law, but they're making out, like, it's illegal completely now. Like To be a drag queen? I, I treat drag queen like burlesque or a stripper. It's it's adult entertainment, and it should be done, you know, in a 21 and over place. It shouldn't be done publicly. I agree to that. I mean, if that's the case, like at Porch Fest, I think I just might hire some burlesque girls to come out while I play my show. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, but then I would make it 21 and up. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and you it wouldn't sell it wouldn't, beer. And it wouldn't be outside. Sell liquor. You'd smoke weed. 
be fun. Do our but I'm not trying to do that because it's a family-friendly thing, you know. Let's just do our own fire fest. <laughs> Burning Man. Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, so. Fire fest was a failure, wasn't it? Is that the one where? Yeah, that's the. Yeah. It was a big grift, dude. But I think I think the guy that done it, I think he got away with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I just watched a documentary on it not too long ago. Yeah. It, like burnt the whole desert down, wherever the hell they were at. I thought it was like it might have been the desert. I thought it was like an island. Maybe. I don't. I don't. Firefest wasn't an island. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about Woodstock '98 or some shit like that. That's shit fest. Yeah. Yes. And they they thought they were dancing in mud, but it yeah, turned it out shit. it was actual shit. Yeah. Now, granted, I will say it did look like corn put on the hardest show. Hell yeah, that was crazy. Limp Biscuit, I'd say, followed. Yeah. The crowd got wild. Had ICP that. out there. Yeah, that was. That badass. was uh, yeah, that was the big oorah for uh, Woodstock coming back. I don't know if you remember, this was 2019, where they were trying to bring Woodstock back one more time. Oh wow, they they said hell no fast, didn't they? No, they had they had a banging ass lineup and just I dude I was gonna go really I was like I've always wanted to go to a Woodstock yeah you know and next thing you know like right around like a month before it was supposed to happen just no no reason it just canceled and it almost feels like they built the lineup without actually asking the bands if they were gonna come oh wow and then maybe the bands were like no actually we're not doing that yeah hell no <laughs> not, not just no but hell no yeah do you remember what happened in 98 yeah I don't know that'd be fun though I'd like to I'd, I wish they do they still do warp Tour I don't think warp Tour's a thing anymore you know that used to be cool I always wanted to go to that. I think the only thing we have close to that now is like uh, Bonnaroo and uh, I think Jazz Fest we got South by Southwest. Does it's, Memphis and May count? Yeah, but I, I wouldn't put Memphis and May to that caliber. Like nope. Warp Tour was like a touring yeah. festival. Oh, so Jazz Fest tours? No, I'm. I don't think Jazz. I think I'm wrong. I think Bonnaroo, and I don't even think Bonnaroo tours anymore. I don't know if we still have a touring festival. South by Southwest sets up in different places all across, like from Texas to Arizona. But all different bands every time. Same. I think you'll have some of the same, but and then they'll also bring in some new ones as you go. I don't know about you. I, I know you're really into music and all, but uh, how do you feel about new bands? <laughs> Just a weird general? question to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rock bands, I don't think they're as good as they were in the 90s and 2000s. I don't think rap is as good as it was in the 90s and 2000s. I think music today sounds better than it ever has. Really? Now, granted, what, when, what I, when I look, when I look, it, that's that's where I was going to go. It's not what's on your radio, okay. and I mean that's a big part of this podcast. And like I'm, I'm interviewing these bands; these are indie bands, and you want to talk about that sound from the 2000s? There is a band right now doing that same style. Like, then you have your more commercial band, like a Greater Van Fleet. I like I actually think they're decent, and they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin fans hate them. And then people who don't know who Led Zeppelin is think they're just awesome. Yeah. So, like, I, I think music is, is fun. Uh, I'm not a fan of, like, what's on the radio. Just commercialized music is not Right. Really but th- there are, like, Nashville <laughs> to me is dead. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think, uh, like, your real country music, like, I'm not a fan of his, but I will say it's probably, like, Morgan Wallen. I, I'm a huge Sturgill Simpson fan. Gotcha. I do like Tyler Childers. Uh, They're bringing that old school back, though, right? And that's what people say, but I don't think it ever left. It's just like they found a way to uh, 
make it modern some kind of way. I can see that. Uh, I'm glad that we're m- finally moving away from mumble rap. I didn't like that genre at yeah. all. We're finally getting back to some good rap. Uh, You're going to have to put me on some good rap. Folk and, folk and Americana is just as good as it was back with Bob Dylan. Really? John Prine just passed away, but there are a, a ton of great folk slash Americana singer-songwriters out there. Yeah. That's not going anywhere. I still find myself listening to, like, corn, like you said, corn and disturbed and that that type of thing. It's just not there for me anymore. I think it is that nostalgia, dude. Like, I was listening to, uh, you ever heard the band Swayze? No, it's, hell yeah. Okay, you familiar? Like, I have a very fond memory of uh, my last time to Panama City Beach, the last spring break I ever went on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go down there with a, a group of guys and girls, like, you're going to have a CD that you listen to the entire time you're down there. Yeah. And it happened to be Swayze for that trip. And so, like, it's coming around that spring break season, and, like, every time spring break comes rolling around, I start thinking about Swayze. Yeah. You know, it's kind of that nostalgia. I can get that, yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I just don't know where to look for the new stuff, the good stuff. I try to do a good job here, man. I try to share uh, what I believe, like, is, is – these yeah. are working bands and songwriters now, and I right. have them on the show and interview them. And if they're not on the show, I try to feature their music. Okay. Well, I went to see Hunter Myers last week, and it was it was very good. Catch him at Hooks? Huh? Catch You caught him at Hooks? No, uh, the Art Council. Oh, you went to? Yeah. So I, I was there uh, before, and I had the, that's the night I went and spent some time with my dad. I had plans with him. Okay. But uh, I was supposed to have Hunter on the podcast right before that show. Okay. I think Hunter's great. Hell yeah, Hunter's fire. And the thing about it is, it's like it's basically acoustic. So I've never really been into that, but he's really good. We've it's, got we've got some things. Uh, I hope that we're going to line out uh, later this year. Is uh, he and I are wanting to put together together a tour? Uh-huh. And I've got a uh, Mississippi run that we can do, like from North Mississippi down to South Mississippi, and you can do it in the weekend. Okay. You play like. Uh, Tupelo, Startville, Hattiesburg, and like Ocean Springs, and then bring it back. And back then, up the way you just came? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you won't be playing the same ones, but you work your way down or work your way up. Right. Gotcha. And then I have a, a Florida run I want to do, starting Pensacola, and then run all the way down to Destin and back. That sounds like awesome. And end on Orange Beach and then come back home. And then there's a run I want to put together that leads up into Arkansas. And this is just from doing porch talk, working with musicians, working with venues. I've put together a black book of the people who book at these venues. Yeah. And I have a relationship with them. And, like, Hunter is someone that I think his music and my music work really well together. Yeah. And in the right venue, in the right space, I think it would be a great show. You got to think about putting anything together? Yeah. Uh, and we collaborate now. Like we have, uh, I have my open mic that I run at Munson Brothers, and then he's got an open mic. It's like a singer songwriter night that he runs at Romy's in Tupelo. Okay. And he does that once a month, and I do mine every two weeks. And you do it at Munson? Mm-hmm. I just had it last night. Really? Mm-hmm. I wish I knew about that. I mean, and people like I had uh, shout out to Roof, uh, etc. She came all the way up from Jackson to play it. So, and you never really know. Like we had. Uh, the guy, he's on American Idol, uh, Colin Stowe. He played it last night. How about the kid from uh, Aberdeen? That's uh, Amory. Amory? 
Mm-hmm. He came out and supported it. Really? So, I mean, you really never know who's going to show up. i seen him, but I, is he still on there? Well, they're, they're, they just introduce everyone who's getting the golden ticket to go to Hollywood, and he's he is one. He is. So, yeah. is that over in real life? Uh, Can we n- talk about it? It's not over in real life, but uh, they're getting close to the end. Okay. Like, I just wasn't sure how far out. I think in about two weeks, like they're getting ready to go back out to Hollywood and uh-huh. film everything for the TV. Okay. And probably in two weeks, they already know who won. Nice. Yeah. And then two months later, everybody knows. So how does that work? If it's predetermined, what's the fucking point of the fan votes? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> that don't make any sense. That's a good point. I never thought about it like that because it feels like the fans have a lot of engagement in it. Yeah, hmm. and now it seems like they don't mean shit. Huh. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? It is. I didn't know that. I'm not that into... I, I've, I've, I don't watch American Idol. Like, whenever you have someone, like, around here in the area, I'm really proud of them and I'll share what they're doing. Yeah. But, like, am I going to watch it? No. That makes me want to watch it less, <laughs> knowing that. Like, that it's actually not what you think it is? Yeah, knowing that the fan vote really don't mean shit. I'm not saying that. Maybe it does. I just I mean, it could, but I mean... From, from what I understand from, like, previous people I know who have been on those kind of TV shows, yeah. it's like... It's you know, way pre-recorded. Yeah. Which would make sense that what you're watching isn't live. Yeah. And they already know how it's going to go. All right. Because if, if, not, if not, how could you put it together in a, in a certain month, week, time frame? I mean, right. Who's to say somebody's not going to get sick or fucking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they have to take, oh, i got to take a break, man. That is kind of crazy because, like, you think about they go out there and let's say they had a bad performance. You don't think they're going to let them get a redo and re- oh, hell yeah. recut it and sure. get the very best? Especially if you know that they're like, they got that thunder in them. Exactly. It's like a dog I, in them. Yeah, you know I, th- I think we about? can get a better run. But what's yeah. interesting is like that cat from Hawaii who wrote that song, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Uh-huh. He's got like a grandson or some kind of family member and he's on there and I was like it seems like to me he would be the one to win, you know? Wow, somebody who wrote the guy who wrote somewhere over the rainbow. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. That's why it's close. That's close. It's probably the state fish what I just said. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so like what I ordered at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> so you big Alabama fan, right? I wouldn't say big, dude. The older I get, the less I care. Really? Because uh, uh, of their athletic privilege or because of their NIL deals? Neither. No? Nope. Uh, just because I feel... Saban's doesn't retire? No, it's not even football. It's in general. Like, Alabama just won the SEC in basketball, yeah. men's basketball. And, you know, they're probably going to go deep into the, uh, you know, March Madness. Will they win? I don't know. I think Houston's a great team. But yes. the older I get and, like... the the more that I pay attention to things, it seems like sports is just uh, a distraction from what's actually going on in the world. That. And But not like, even if I'm really engaged in what's going on in the world, can I do anything about it? Nope. No, but I don't. When I'm sitting at a sport event and I'm having a great time and I'm having a beer, it's I'm having a great time with the boys, that's nice. Yeah, oh, or, oh yeah. Or if we're having a nacho party and we're, we're watching the Super Bowl. That's great, but it feels like after the experience is over, it's like, okay, what was I being distracted from? 
It's almost like the, the gladiators in the though, Coliseum, you know? It's a hard way to live. Because you're always distracted from something. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I just don't want to, like... You don't want to miss anything, right? But it's, but it's and it's placation to the mind, and like in the grand scheme of things, like I don't gamble or bet. If Arkansas and Alabama, which they will play this season, if oh, no, if, wait, I doubt it again. if if Arkansas beats Alabama, I don't care. Right. You could call me as an Arkansas fan and talk crap to me. It's not going to affect me or ruin my day. Well, I'm sure. And if Alabama beat Arkansas, I wouldn't call you up and talk trash. That wouldn't bother me anyways, but but like. That part of my fandom is done. It's just, I did grow up in Bryant Denny. My dad had season tickets, and like, we're gonna be at a few ball games this season. We still had the season tickets, right? And like, I love the experience. I don't think there's anything like it in the world. I agree. And do I want to go to every SEC school stadium and get the experience? Yeah, it's electric. I love it for sure. Um, college, I like college football better than NFL. Absolutely. And. You know, because of the prominence of Alabama basketball, I'm becoming a bigger fan of basketball. I don't. I'm not really into it. I can't. It's hard for me to watch it on TV. But if I'm there, it's fun. Especially knowing it's a team full of murderers, right? Hey, I think he's innocent though. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. <laughs> I'm just. But that that is a take. <laughs> it was a thing like like uh, his first game back, he and scored, they patted him down. He scores. Yeah, they pat him down. He scores 41 and wins the game with a layup. It's like. Hmm, shouldn't he be in jail? <laughs> said that like the very next morning in front of everybody. They're like, what? I was like, I'm pretty sure he should have been in jail that night. But uh, no, I agree. Like, I mean, you just drove a car. Yeah. You didn't drive a car with a man shooting out the window. Right. You were by yourself and you drove a car to pick up your friend who absolutely had a gun in the backseat. Did you know he had the gun in the backseat? I don't really know. Yeah. Did you know that he was going to give it to somebody to kill a lady? I don't know, yeah. but still, I mean, that's too much. Like, that's third hand. That's yeah. That's third hand pistol. Like, you're, giving. A, you're an accomplice to being an accomplice. Yeah, that's bullshit. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Uh, and I, I hate to see that, dude. And like with the NILs and all that. Yeah. Something that I'll say. I don't. That changed college sports forever, and maybe we'll get it right. Yeah. But uh, as it stands right now, I don't think it's right. Like, I liked uh, – Still a little too much money. The quarterback for uh, Mississippi State, I'm blanking on his name right now, this past uh-huh. season. Uh, I don't know either. thought he was a great little quarterback. I do actually know his name, and I can't – Will – Will. God damn it. Yeah, Will Rogers. Yeah, there you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, he had an NIO at most, barbecue. Okay. And he could go there once a week, get a bite to eat. That's all? I put a respect on this. You know who he took with him? Who? His lineman. Oh wow! Put some respect on that. Oh hell yeah! So uh, get them boys fed. Some of those nils are fun, and even like as Porch Talk like gets more sponsors, and we're we're making more money doing this. Yeah. Will I support a college athlete? I absolutely will. You making that bread right now? Not for real. No. Not anything to. You making enough bread to tour? Mm-mm. Of. You making enough bread to give me a dollar? Off, off the ads that we run right now, when it, when I first started running ads on the show, and these are the pre-row, mid-row, and post-row, so typically I have about six ads a show. So watching this show li- on on well, you this go where you don't, you don't watch it. This goes on like Apple, it, Spotify, I mean. and uh, so listening to it like mid-game, you got a you got something in between, cutting yeah. you off. But I, I set the price rates for that. 
Okay. And so the the pre and post are le- less expensive. I charge uh, $18 for those. But if you're going to interrupt me and whoever I'm talking to yeah. to play an ad, Mids in it. $25. Nice. Now, uh, that is that 18 and 25 that is per 1,000 download. Okay. So, and you do the math, if, and if you knew Ports Talk numbers, so in about a month, we make right now when it first started i was making like 25 30 a month so practically a little under a thousand and now we're at we 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 talk about 100 to 150 a month okay and hopefully that'll continue to grow well at what point can you jack it up i can change that price mark anytime i want and they keep going with you that's the thing they they're negotiable too on your on your yeah they don't they don't have to air their ads uh, and if I start, like, if people start telling me ads that they don't like or they want them off, I'll up the price a little bit. But, like, if you want to, it's pay to play. If you want to be on the show, you got to pay. Right. Well, what would it be like to just add, like, $5 a week or a month to those numbers to see? I have been. I mean, I, I just started with, experimenting with it. To see what you can actually get away with? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of worth it. I mean, but, the, they, it, but with monetizing a podcast, like there are 250 million podcasts out right now. Yeah, and I feel it's a one percent game to be monetized and to have ads on your show. Like that, that tells me that Porch Talk is a success because oh, for sure, most podcasts aren't even listenable. Yeah, they're not good. I mean, fuck, you got to listen to me on ours. So what do you mean? <laughs> That's quality content. Like, I mean, I mean, you've heard it by fans of the show that you're on. It's like. The reason why they stay is you, you know? And I think the dichotomy of it works is uh, yeah. Wesley, like, when he speaks, he doesn't say a whole lot, but when he speaks, like, you listen. For sure. He's, he's the Samuel L. Jackson of our, of our shit. I'm yeah. tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. and then, enlighten like, me. You do a lot of comic relief and also a lot of derailing, and yeah. then Jake drives the conversation. Yeah. And he's our anchor. And I. Dude, I'm, I'm always thrilled. And this past time I was on the show, like, all of us back together, that that was great. Because yeah. it was either me, Jake, and Wes, or me, you, and Jake. And yeah, Jake. I had a big time, for sure. Like, I enjoy it. Well, like, I went back and listened to um, our first or second episode together. Oh, that was it was magic, dude. It was goat. It was goaded, The tattoo real. stories. Yeah, the dog. The dog porn. Yeah. Ignorance. That was funny. But I will say, and I stand by that, is like, dude, like seeing your growth as you continue to do it yeah. and like understanding your role, man, you you have really come a whole a long way on that. I, wa- I watch it. I watch it. At first, I didn't watch it or listen to it because I was, you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things where you're uh, self-conscious of yourself. I think you're a bit of a narcissist if you listen to yourself talk or if you're watching yourself. Yeah, exactly. But now I do it. I do it. It's more like... Uh, Instead of listening to myself to see how great am I, it's more like uh, what, what film can I study. do better? Yep. Yeah, it's You're just studying like, game film. Game film, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. <clears throat> so I try to do it, try to do it more in the car where I don't have to look at my stupid ass self, but mm-hmm. cause I, I tend to have these tendencies on camera that are not great, in my opinion. Uh, I really enjoy going on the show. I'm I'm thankful that Jake allows me to continue coming on there. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Just hanging out with y'all. And uh, plus, there's something too. Sure. You want one? Am I? Yeah, yeah. Please. If not, I'm going to have to get up and leave. Uh, 
being a being a guest is a lot of fun rather than being the host because like i don't have to i'm not doing any work at this point you're not really a guest you're like a board member that shows up yeah occasionally you know yeah but like there, there's nothing on my end and like as far as i know like jake does the same thing i do it's like we don't pre-plan a show right you just let it roll oh yeah see where it goes what do you call that you call it something what do you call it I call it, uh, it's kind of, it's almost like, uh, mm, I don't. I had a word for it at one point, but uh, authentic. It's very authentic. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think like a, I don't think a that's planned a word, show on this, calling it Porch Talk, I don't think it would work because this is the equivalent of you, the listener, hanging out with two people that are talking on the porch. Talking on the porch and yeah. like making you feel like you're a part of the conversation. I do like that live aspect and, uh, the last live episode I did with y'all, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, he he texted me. He's like, "Is Jake gonna let you back on the show after you went that hard?" And I oh, was wow. like, uh, "I hadn't even thought about it. I thought it, I thought it was good." And like the reason why I went so hard on some of those topics was because like the chat, you know, yeah. that's what they wanted to talk about. Oh, and I was yeah. like, "If you want to go in, I'll go." Yeah, like I, g- I, give the people what they problem. need. You know, it's uh it's normally like that. It's I like I like that you're kind of overbearing and he's overbearing at the same time and you guys just talk over each other and no one knows what the fuck y'all are saying. It's pretty <laughs> impressive to me. It was just like nobody's nobody's giving up here. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's something that I am passionate about and he is too. Yeah. And like a lot of times, I think like off the mic we agree, but like we're just trying to be contrarians. You know? For sure. I'm I'm less contrary on things that I don't care about. You know what I mean? On things that I care about, I can play both sides. Yeah. But for me, for me to say that politically, I could give a fuck. Because just what you said earlier, what can I do about it? I can, you can't do anything. I can vote, but but what really can I do about it? Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground, vote my vote, and then after that, I'm going to talk my shit. That's all you can do. Like but, you did your civic duty. Yeah, but I'm it's, I'm not going to argue about it. I'm not going to try to play devil's advocate. Like with the aliens, you can't fucking prove to me yes or no. Right. So I'm going to fucking play. I'm going to play whichever side. Whatever side you're on, I'm playing the opposite side. That's a fun topic. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and, and those are fun things to think about. And they are. Like, but you think about like the most popular podcast there are. It's political commentary. And so like you want to. Yeah. You want to do some of that. You do, and then that's why I, I don't know. I, I tend to shut down too, and that's a bad thing about me because I'm not, like, I'm not stupid, but I just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really up to date. Right. That's the problem. We go to talking about it, and it's like, no, I haven't heard that. Uh, why don't I just shut the fuck up mm-hmm. until you say a word that I, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might just be one word. I'm like, oh, I resonate with that word. You're talking about cheese dick. Yeah. No, I didn't say that at all. I said John Cheswick. I was like, oh, uh, whoops, my bad. Heard that? Yeah, I heard so, about a here. Exactly. So I mean, it's just some things like that. It's just like, yeah, I'm and not like too involved. And I'm not really like I'm not interested in like porch talk doing a whole lot of politics. Now we'll talk about like uh, a news story that happened. Yeah. If I, if I find like we can make fun of it. Yeah. Like the the Chinese spy balloon, I think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, is it really though? It's not hilarious. It's no, like, is it really Chinese spy balloon? I mean, who knows really? But that's the thing I wonder. I wonder if they just like really just shot fucking Bertha and Ed 
Jones. <laughs> well, Sky for no fucking reason. After that balloon, like it was reported, and this was something that we did on Porch Talk, and we, we ragged on it for about 15 minutes, was it was the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Brigade. It was these kids who were like really into science, and their parents helped them fund this project. They spent $12 on a balloon that had been around the world. It was going on its fourth time around. Yeah. And Biden shot it down with a $400,000 missile. Four <laughs> <laughs> grand to shoot down 12 bucks? Yeah. Lord but, have but mercy. I, and then, like, you know, the next joke you're making is like, think about all those used car dealerships and their balloons. Like, yeah. No <laughs> At this point, it just makes you feel like he's paranoid because he's scared, though. Well, right? I think he just did that, like, to try to show strength. Because, yeah, like, he's sending a message. Yeah. I'm going to send a message to every <laughs> elementary school kid in the world. Don't you dare put any balloons up in the sky, dog. <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. See, and that's fun. I right? will blow that bread, son. And I think, it's like, like, God damn. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, I could show you the story, dude. It's it's crazy, and like a lot of people, like it went right by them, like either like like you said, not paying attention or not caring because what can I do about it? Yeah. And when you show up to the voting booth, it's like, well, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna go down the ballot R, I'm gonna go down the ballot D, you know? Yeah. And I wish like we would take the R and D off, and then like maybe yeah, just go down the ballot or make people actually zigzag down know who they're voting for. That'd be nice. It would be nice if you know if there was no party involved. I would probably me be more willing to investigate who I'm voting on. Yeah, I'd definitely be way more willing. But now I don't even give a shit. Yeah, I'll just which one hasn't been to jail in the last five years? Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Me, I'll take you. Yeah, you're, you're good at not getting caught because you're doing something wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but to take it back to the original conversation, like with uh, drugs and like the legalization, like some people are so uh, out there to where they was like, I think black tar heroin should be totally legal, and I'm like, that's a stretch. I'm sure they do, but like I- I'm gonna tell you about the mayor of my hometown. Like, you see this shirt, right? Yep. Will you read it out loud so people who if anybody straight out of Boot Hill. Okay, the Boot Hill. Do you realize what the Boot Hill is? I don't realize. Where the state of Missouri and the state of Arkansas connects. You know how Arkansas has that little etch sketched out on it? Uh-huh. At the, at the northeast corner? And the southeast Missouri has that little hill? Mm-hmm. Right there in the corner of that son of a bitch. That's the boot hill. That's, no, the whole thing's a boot hill, but I grew up right in the corner of that son of a bitch. Okay. Just think about it. It's a boot hill. The whole thing just... Right? But you are in the... I'm in the very... Basically, corner of that some bitch. Yeah. And uh, our mayor in the city I grew up in, I say city, by city I mean like 2,500. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got a jail sentence for crystal meth. Mm-hmm. Got out and he got reelected. So, you know, if, if you just think about things like that, if that would have been legal at that time, He'd be going on his, like, 19th term. Right. No problem. So just things like that. If, like, on that level, I could see why where they're starting to want to legalize everything on all platforms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's bullshit. Well, I think it would be if they could figure out a way to tax it and, like, really make their money. Well, it's, it's almost like with... And I don't think they're trying to benefit the drug dealers or the drug users. No, they're not. No, it's all about them and how they can line their pockets. It's the same thing, like... Or get high. Let's... Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, just take it back to COVID just for a second. It's like when ivermectin, like, that is a uh, 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, award-winning drug, like it, it cured uh, river blindness in Africa. What is it? Ivermectin. What is that? It's an antibiotic that was used to cure river blindness in Africa, and then also it crossed over into the veterinarian field to where they use it for horse medicine. And oh, that's it, that horse medicine that was curing COVID. Whether whether it was curing it or not, I'm I'm not going to say. Preventing it. I don't know about prevention, but it would. It <laughs> was doing something. They were taking it, right? It was that. Yeah, that, that but not. Stuff the, they were taking. Not, they weren't taking horse pace. They were taking like the human side right. of it, and it was helping people. It was. They were taking it in their mouth. Yeah, or the whole load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but and then the the media comes out and like starts telling people who are doing that that they're taking horse medication, and then people took it and run with it and like calling people stupid. And it's like you can't be calling people stupid because they looked into something and they found something that works. But in all reality, they were actually using hor- uh, they were actually using medicine that was invented somewhere else, and then post invention it, it was turned dude, into horse medicine. It, it was Nobel Prize winner. It was a breakthrough in science and medicine. It cured river blindness in Africa. I don't and, know what that it, is. And it, river blindness. When they drank the water, it would give them some kind of a parasite. Okay. To where and that would cause them It would cause blind. them blindness. But then here come ivermectin that could combat it, that would cure that. Okay, okay. It was Nobel Prize winner. And then turned out it had like a lot of effects. And then some animals have a lot in common with humans. And yeah. so they started using it. With horses, Help horse eyes. I don't know about horses' eyes, but you know, it, it was, a, it was a horse antibiotic. They be getting them bad eyes. They be getting them bad eyes. They do. They get, they get eye cancer, but a lot. But that's one thing that broke a whole lot of people was like with these vaccines, and then like some people was like anti-vaccine because I don't want to fuel the pockets of these pharmaceuticals, and I was like, okay, but if they work, they work. Oh, one hundred percent. Like. But I don't think like we should be on our seventh shot. No, I don't want to derail you at all right here. But if you were to tell me that that Xanax only got rid of toenail fungus, but I knew I could take it and get straight jacked, I don't care what you say, son. Yeah, I'm going there. I mean, think about a Percocet. Yeah. Of, uh, or Adderall. Yes, it's legal legal methamphetamine right there. That's legal amphetamine. And I love it, dude. If I could go to a doctor, if I could find me a doctor that would write me a prescription, dude, you would be looking at Skinny Al, who got a lot more things done. Yeah. I'm having those same problems. How old are you right now? 32. 32. And I recently, like last night, uh, after after the open mic, I was having a beer with the boys, and I, I told them, I was like, I haven't felt, like, sharp, like, in my mind in a while. Like, usually I'm fairly witty and quick. Right. And I was like, for about two weeks, I, I felt kind of slow. Like, someone would say something. Like, it would be easiest. Like, someone would make a comment. It would be a easy, that's what she should. Uh-huh. And I would totally miss it. And then someone would look at me. and was like, I can't believe you're not making that joke. And I was right. like, it passed me by. I didn't catch it. No. And it's almost to the point to where I want to walk out into a big field and, like, just scream, I think my brain is broken. I wonder, <laughs> too, because I'm having these same issues. I wonder if it's in the air. I don't know. Like, is it brain fog? Am I not eating enough vegetables? Like, what's what's going on? Is what's in the vegetables not working anymore? Like, there's a lot of shit that I wonder about nowadays. Yeah. You know, I cooked... Probably has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I cooked I cooked three chicken breasts last week. And two of the chicken breasts were pre-marinated from Aldi. You know, we just got an Aldi here. Mm-hmm. And so, those were fantastic. Oh, dude. Free-range, farm-raised, 
chicken breasts that I've butterflied and put on the grill to go with those. Completely trash. And I just wonder, I'm like, what in the hell is, is are you calling free-range farm-raised chicken? It tastes like cardboard. And I cooked it myself. Like, both of, all three breasts, I cooked the same length, I cooked the same everything, and then the two from Aldi that were are pre-marinated. Who knows where they came from? A yeah. fucking science lab? Yeah. Who knows? You don't know. No, you don't know. And, and they're vacuum-sealed. And I took mine out of the refrigerator, the other ones, butterflied them, cooked them, ate them the next day, and they taste like straight-up cardboard. I'm not kidding. And it's not – I seasoned them. I cooked them. They were juicy, everything. Uh-huh. They were just straight garbage. And it made me wonder. I was like, what is actually in – you know what I mean? Because you can't prove any of that shit. You can't prove where a chicken come from. Yeah. You can't prove anything they're telling unless us you're the, Unless you're the one raising the chickens. Yeah, facts. Yeah. But other than that, you can't tell me. I can't tell you. I mean, I cannot tell you that where anything came from. Yeah. To say that this is bullshit, this is uh, a lie. You're feeding me crap. You're right. And I have. I've been feeling foggy as hell at work. I'm glad I'm not the only one reporting this. No, this is facts. Because <laughs> every, everybody's like, "Man, you look sick. You look tired. You look mad." I'm just like, I'm. All those things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Facts. I'm foggy. I'm tired. And I am sick. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if I have chicken cancer or what. But Chicken cancer. But, I mean, that that is what people say, you know, about anything. What you put in is what you're going to get out. Hell, yeah. And I haven't been putting anything what I consider to be fun like in change my... Of, change of diet or whatever? Like, I've been trying, but it's not working. And I just started recently taking Wellbutrin, which I haven't been taking What's that properly. To, what's that supposed to do? It's supposed to curve my nicotine addiction. Oh. It's it's supposed to be like Chantix without the suicidal thoughts, monstrous nightmares and suicidal thoughts. Without yeah. that, yeah. So my wife actually told me about she took it, and it was, it was great for her mentally. It's also an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. But with antidepressant for her also came headaches. Yeah. Well, I haven't took the shit three days in a row to tell you if it works or not. So I, I had a. Uh, this has been about six months <clears throat> ago. I had a friend of mine. She told me because I was telling her about like some of the uh, some of the things that I was like dealing with at the time, and I just had a lot on my mind. Like I had family members in the hospital, and yeah. I couldn't see them because of the COVID restrictions, and yeah, uh, like I was, you know. I'm over this. Like I'm, you know, what's that thing called? Like when you're appointed by the lawyer, like to speak on their behalf or their health if they're not able uh what's that? i know what you're talking about i don't know what's yeah going. i can't think of the term of it but like i i was that right yeah. and on top of like other just stresses going on in life and i was meeting with her at a bar one night and i was talking to her about all that and i was like i'm just you know i'm a, a bit out of it just because i got so much in my mind and she's like have you considered like maybe prozac and i was like no i'm not gonna take something to numb the way that I feel, I think these feelings are totally natural and they're human. Oh, for sure. It's like I've got a deal. I'm not going to just take a medication to numb me of like being aware that I've got problems and I'm working through them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, have we done this since my dad passed? I don't think so. No. So my Jesus, what will we do this in 21? I'd have to look, dude. Man, I don't want to speak out of turn, but anyway, so my dad passed. Yeah. My dad passed in 21. 20. God, I'm going to get I'm probably not going to get shit from this. 
but maybe one day. Anyway, so my dad passed almost three years ago, going on three years ago, and he was at a gas station. He was pumping gas, and he put the pump in, and he started it, and he got in the truck, and then passed away in the driver's seat waiting on the gas pump to click. But anyway, the attendant lady, cash register woman, whatever, she come out to check on did he fall asleep or something? He was yeah. dead. Well, that hurt my heart, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, he had nothing. Life insurance, nothing. So you got to figure out how to put this guy in the ground. Right. He's not in the ground now. He's in my refrigerator. LOL. Just kidding. Yeah. I had to... I had to... I had to... Um, what's it called? Come on, come on. Cremate? Cremate him, yeah. Yeah, I went to bury him. I went to bury him. I went to this piece of shit, fucking faggot ass, pardon my French, uh, funeral home parlor. Yeah. I'm really sorry, but I'm very hard on this place. Let it, let it go. Um, and they, they had the nerve to tell me it was like 15 grand. Yeah. Okay. How much to cremate him? Poor guy. His whole family's in a row at the same place. How much to cremate them? So I can bury them at the foot of one of them or something. I can't afford $15,000, and he didn't have life insurance. It's not my fault. Um, yeah, you ain't going to go in debt over that. No, I'm not. I'm really not. He'd understand. It, and I don't think he'd want that. Hell no. But they go $11,000. So you're telling me. To put them in the oven? Buddy. The the only difference between a full casket, full service burial, and a cremation is four grand. You are smoking crack. And I was pretty buzzed, but I heard what I heard. I know I heard what I heard. But I went in there. I drank a few beers. I drank a few four locos, boy. Oh. I got wild on that motherfucker. Oh. I was like, I don't live to live, Holmes. Yeah. Four loco. Yeah. You know what loco means, don't you? I went loco on that mama. I got four crazy for four you. Four crazy. And so I go in there, and he's talking. And when, as soon as he tells me that, there's $4,000 between a, a burial and a cremation. I lost my shit. Well, I really did because it, put him in a, you put him in a cardboard box when you're done. You don't put him in a urn. I have to buy the urn post-cremation. You don't give me that. Yeah. My boy's still in the box right now. <laughs> He's cardboard style. He has no fucks to give, and I, neither do I. He's not leaking out or nothing. It's fine. He's under my aunt's TV stand where he belongs. You know what I'm saying? Like a little league trophy. It's all good, but the thing about it is... I'm is, trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> the thing about it is, is like... He would, he would, he would laugh too, though. You know? Yeah. He was a good sport. And financially, that's just not in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't at the time, especially. And it come to find out, my mom has a friend who owns a funeral home. Mm-hmm. So I called her, and I was just like, hey, what's it cost to cremate? And she said, uh, I don't know. You're looking at about 900 bucks. Got way over on you. Yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> I, I was like, go pick my daddy up and burn him, burn him up. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a marshmallow roast with this motherfucker at this point. I don't care. 
You can't do nothing about it now. He's gone. Mm. You got to get him there somehow. Let's cook burgers with this son of a bitch. Let's see how he tastes. I don't know. But, you know, the only thing she had to charge me for was getting his defibrillator out. Or, yeah. Yeah. Pacemaker. Defibrillator. It was a defibrillator. Yeah. It was a reshocker. Yeah. That was all she had to charge me for. And $900 got it covered. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. It's so, like you, you can't even, like, it's not a point of, like, how you go. It's a point of, like, how your loved ones who are left behind have to deal with that. And it's it's so it's so ridiculous. My sister was good with the decision I made, but my dad's brothers and sisters are not. I can only imagine. They are fucking not. One sister has him under the TV stand with next to the little league trophy. I'm not kidding. One brother is asking me. You remember the brother I told you had the car wreck and broke his back <coughs> last week? Yeah, shout out. <coughs> shout out, Buck. Uh, he he's one of them. He's like. We're that, gonna bury your dad. That wasn't right. I'm just like, man, I don't even live close to y'all. I'm four hours away from y'all. Y'all go get the little little, 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 little trophy and bury his ass. I don't know what to tell you. I I have my own my last memory of my dad. He's old. I got a picture of it. He's holding my son and my daughter standing beside him, and he looks like the biggest fucking crackhead I've ever met. Poor fellow was going downhill quick, and that hurt me. Mm-hmm. But he's holding my kids. He had good intent in his heart, right? Yeah. He wasn't trying to get over on me. He wasn't trying to get over on them. Everything, all was good in life. Like, yeah. I knew he wasn't. He, he hasn't been long for this world, man, since I was nine years old. And he passed when I was 32, 31, 32. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking accomplishment. He made it. He made it. He made it to see... <coughs> his grandchildren. He made it to see his grandchildren. Well, I remember when I was nine years old, he had his first heart attack. And they said he wasn't going to live. My boy had double bypass surgery. Made it through. My boy had another fucking heart attack the next year. And got what I like to call the skull cam put in his chest. Mm-hmm. The defibrillator. Mm-hmm. And he's made it ever since. And then finally, I mean... I don't know that COVID didn't take him. I didn't even get checked. I didn't, whatever. Yeah. Who cares what killed him? He didn't have a bullet hole in his forehead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was natural. It was natural. Whatever it was. God took him. So, I mean, it was his time. Yeah. And if you don't believe in God, then the world took him. Whatever you want to call it. The universe, whatever. The universe, yes. So, it wasn't one of those things where I needed to know what happened. I was fine with it. Yeah. And... But my my aunts and uncles, man, they're just like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna bury him. We're gonna what are we gonna do? I'm just like, look, one of y'all's gonna keep him under the TV until they die, if it, if it's up to her. They both gonna be under the motherfucking TV, yeah, watching Jeopardy together. It ain't gonna matter. Or or you can take him and you can put him in the ground. I don't care. Like the main thing I wanted to do was take him to a Arkansas Razorback game and dump him on the fifty yard line. But that shit ain't happening. Right. There is mucho security, and I already tried. <laughs> Tell me, did you see that? I couldn't look away. I don't know where I'm going. It's a journey. 
sad about the story oh nah i think i probably went too far into it anyway truthfully (laughs) it was just one of those deals man i i understand where you come from about having to deal with your yeah your i don't don't think we should desensitize the state or or, state whatever yeah what is it called something of a state that's that's it but I i don't think that we should uh desensitize or numb ourselves to what we're feeling or 
anything that we have going on in our life because that's that is our humanity absolutely i'm gonna tell you even two four locos was too much you know what i mean like it was way too much yeah and i I mean i guess that goes back to the drug talk it's like that escape yeah that some people may look for or even like when we like like i said on y'all show do you ever notice like you know you're about to hear a funny story when it starts with so I dropped 20 Percocets. Right. You know, and it was like, oh, this is about to be a banger. Yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> and, you know, I've got a few of those, but I've also got a few, you know, not so great stories. Yeah. About when I dropped 20 Zans. Yeah. And I got the shit beat out of me in a cornfield one time. Yeah. Almost nailed it last <laughs> week. Uh, I dropped 20 Zans and the guy showed up and he opens the door to the truck I'm in and I'm high as a kite. And my man goes... <laughs> You Tyler Copeland? I'm like, yep. Next thing I know, I got pop knots all over my ass. You know what I mean? It's just like you live and you die with a sword. Did he look for you because of rumor or because of something that you actually did? Rumor. Ain't that the way it goes? Same girlfriend, man. Ain't that the way it goes? Yeah. Dude, I got somebody right now that's out looking for me over a rumor of something that ain't even true. And I can't, I ain't hard to find. No, and, and I can't wait. And I hope, I hope it's not just like, "Are you Alan Aldridge?" And then it starts. But I know that's how it's going to start. That's normally how it goes, bro. Because, and it's going to be a blind side. Yeah. But I would love to talk it over and let him know it ain't true. For sure, like that was a deal with me. You know, you know, it, was a, it all goes back to the, to the. Uh, how does it start? <laughs> how does it start? <laughs> Oh, uh, the paternity test story. How does it start? Yeah. Uh, so I got a paternity test, right? Yeah. Well, as a girl when I was in basic training. Yeah. My girlfriend got pregnant while I was in basic training. That's how it started. Anyway, same girlfriend, but this was years earlier. How I made it to basic training, still dating her, was a freaking miracle. Because this thing right here, I was with I was with three buddies. We pulled up to a cornfield bonfire. Mm-hmm. It was a bonfire, but... Anyways, I opened the door, and the guy asked me, hey, are you Tyler Copeland? I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely him, 1,000%. Yeah. Boom! He beats my ass in the car, and I never have a – I mean, you don't even have a fighting chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody hems you up in a car, you don't have a chance. No. And so that was the deal, and I was just like – And that's cowardly, "Mm." but, I mean, that's the way it's going to go. It's a lot of – a lot of people want to get the upper hand as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, dude, if I – Kind of like bombing and war, right? Yeah, or anything. Yeah, anything you can do to get the upper hand. And what they say, you know, That's what are, what, are, what do they say about a lie? It makes it halfway across the world before the truth even has time to put its shoes on. True. That was essentially it. I don't even know what this. I don't even know what was said. Nobody ever had the like decency to tell me. She said this. Yeah. It was just, hey, are you? Yep. In the discussion. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of ruined my buzz, and I was pretty pissed about it, but it happened more than once. What a little, you know, what are little shit towns? What are little small towns for? Just bullshit, right? Just that. Just, just, just for that. I mean, you can have a good time three out of four times, and that fourth time you're going to have a fight, and it's going to be you. And the other three times you're going to get to watch somebody else get beat up. And that's just how it goes. Yep. I'm good with it. I guess I'm good with it because I grew up with it. But. Man, what do you think about this? Is like there, there's so many like viral videos that go around, like different things that happen on the streets, like TMZ, or very, nah, very similar TMZ. to that. World Star. World Star. Yeah. Okay, and like what you see in today's culture, especially here in America, instead of someone helping their fellow man, 
everyone by, everyone bystanding has their phone out. Yeah. Th- that's going to be their viral moment. It's like if you got involved, you could de-escalate this yeah, rather people. rather than seeing the McDonald customer assault the worker, who by the way has probably already dealt with a hundred of you that day, and he's probably to his end with right. that. You know, it's well. It's not going to be. It's not going to be too far away till you see the viral video of the McDonald's worker blowing the customer's brains out. I'm sure that's already that's already happening. Okay, there you go. So there was a viral video that, that it went viral. It was in St. Louis on the streets. Okay, and so there was a guy narrating. This was a 45 second video. With it was a homeless guy sitting on the street, and there was another guy trying to get his gun to work. Yeah. He, it was jammed or something. He was trying to get it worked. The guy filming it is narrating it. You had time to tackle him or get that gun away from him while you were filming this exchange and videoed that guy publicly executing him in broad daylight downtown St. Louis. Really? And that video is viral. It has... Last I checked, over 80 million views. Views. Like it's crazy. I am on Instagram irregularly, but every time I'm on there, for some reason, oh, this is the two things you get on a news feed. You get titties, e girls, yeah, with their titties. You get the titty girls, and then you get some Violence. kind of violent, murderous awfulness. I don't even care. I don't. I don't know how Instagram's still a thing. Who runs Instagram? Well, they're all trying to emulate TikTok now with these short videos, which I think is like an absolute scourge. You know the retention span of a goldfish? Yeah. Eight seconds. Yeah. You know the retention span of a human right now? Eight seconds. Seven. Seven. Wow. And I wow. Th- and remember what we had before TikTok? We had Vine. Yeah. And that was even shorter. Yeah, I remember. And now you have... That's how the Paul Brothers got famous, isn't it? After Disney yeah. Channel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Uh, and now you have all these other social medias like YouTube who are incentivizing short videos rather than long-form content. Well, I get it. I get it on some things because it, it, it leads you to the long-form content. But, uh, I mean, look at me, for instance. Right? Yeah. My short led everybody to the long-form content. That's cool. But on other occasions, man, I, I think it's I think it's morally wrong to watch somebody get murdered in eight seconds. You know nothing about this person, what they've been through, why they're getting murdered. You know the altercation that took place before that incident in St. Louis? No. Those two got in an argument down the street at a gas station. That dude killed that guy over an argument. Yeah, it's insane. And not and not to mention like everything going on in this country right now, which I believe is a complete disgrace. And despite what a lot of people say about the South. Uh, I had a guy telling me this last night. He's from Michigan, and he's, uh, he brought it up. He's like, uh, everything that they say about the South is true. And I was like, say that again. What do you mean? He said, y'all are racist. And I said, what? dude, I was like, I have heard racial slurs from Northerners that I've never heard in my life. And, like, yeah. and just from the short span of time I've gotten to know you, like I've been around this guy like three times hanging out, like parties or at a bar, and some of the things come out of his mouth, I would have never got there. I, I'd never heard it, and I never thought it really? until he had said it. And I was like, and I told him that, and he was like, well, no, it's just different up there. And I was like, no, what it is is like you, you probably had some kind of a token 
in your friend group, and he let you get away with that bullshit. Absolutely. And I was like, uh, the South, like, during the 2020 uh, summer of uh, peace, or whatever they want to call it, where we were burning down cities and all that. Yeah. Uh, you had that happen three different cities in the South. It was predominantly in the Northeast and on the West Coast. Yeah, well, Oregon, Chicago. Mm-hmm. What else? New York? New York. Still going on in New York. L.A.? Yeah. But L.A. and, like, Philadelphia, those Eagles fans and the Ram fans and the sport fans, they do that anyway. Laker, Laker fans. You know, and, and, and that's another thing that I don't get about, like, sports is, like, fan reactions. Like When you win. When you win, you destroy your city. Detroit. Yeah. Let's take Detroit first first and foremost. Fuck around and let them get a Super Bowl or a World Series. That city's going to burn. It's going to be gone. <laughs> you're going to have to go what's, to Ohio. Yeah, what's left of it? Yeah, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I went to Detroit on a work trip. Um, it's been... Uh, that's hazy. I'm going to say at least in the last... In the last 10 years, maybe in the last 12. Yeah. That place is crazy. It's kind of cool, but it's... You can tell the territories. There's very, It's very territorial. Um, there's a lot of Arabs. And then you got your black area. Mm-hmm. And then your predominantly white area. And it doesn't seem like they mix that often. You know, like down here, you're all like intertwined. Yeah. It's normal. It's normal for me. I, I live... I want to say it out loud, but we live next to black people everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just don't Dude, want them to hear me say it out loud. Where I live right now, most like in the apartment complex, I live in a predominantly black uh, area. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I don't and, care. And you know what? We get down. Yes. They invite me to their place. They're invited to my place. For sure. We have zero problem. When I was in high school, I was a junior, and my friend Percy Brock was a senior, and. <laughs> He's like, hey, you ready to go smoke some weed? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, uh, yeah. Because it is the weed that binds us. It's the weed binds us. It'd be letting you know, <laughs> as my friend Smokey from Friday would say. <laughs> That's it. And Speaking of which, the first person to ever ha- get catfished. Smokey from Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Janet Jackson. You look more like Freddie Freddy Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> That's a fact, dude. That's a fact. That was the invention of the catfish. That's that's the first time I've ever heard it, for sure. Anyway, to your point. Uh, nah, I lost my point. I um, derailed you. You derailed me. That's okay. I have a lot of practice in this in this scenario. But I tell you, like, I, I want to go back to music and like today's music. Like tonight, there's a great show at Munson Brothers Roof, etc. She's playing a two-hour set there you going? tonight. If there's time, whenever we wrap up, I'm not rushing this. You okay. and I are hanging out. If I make it, I make it. Gotcha. But, um, like, there are good things happening in Starkville, in Columbus, Tupelo. If you want to be a part and engage in the local music scene. And that's one thing that I'm trying to energize is, like, through doing these podcasts, interviews with musicians and traveling, putting on these festivals, is, like, letting people know because that is a complaint. Everybody says it. Music today is not as good as it was yesterday. But you got to find it. You have to find right. it and be engaged. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> it's tough to be engaged. I want to sing. Is that weird? No, it's not weird. I want to do like deep old David Allen Cole blues style country music. 
Okay. And I've been waiting to talk to you about this oh, all go. week. But let's, I would let's like. Let's remember about the, the table. With this table that we're on? Yeah, well, I think you're fine. It's not, you're not doing anything long. No, enough. I'm not going to move. Th- yeah, we're good. I'm just trying to get comfortable. Yeah. I'm holding it. I'm holding it steady. Um, I was going to see if you want to try. Try one at some point. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to, dude. It would be so fun. Like, I don't know if you have a specific studio area you would like to do that in. but We could do it right here. I think it would be cool. Next time we get up, I'll bring my guitar. Yeah. Try to figure something out. Just, just. Now, I'll, granted, like I, I would like some direction. Like you, you go ahead and like a couple lines or maybe a chorus, and we can riff off that. See, the problem is I don't have anything per se right now. I could definitely get something within a week. Okay. But uh, I used to have so much fun, like uh, harmonica and a guitar and just a strum and just I'm just vibing yeah it's more poetic than 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 David Allen Coe as I said but it, but it's the his vocal style that you put on there you know that deep deep twang yeah just country is all hell because I'm not very country as you know but I like I like it mm-hmm. like there's nothing better than me than the ride or long-haired redneck it's good shit to me it's really good shit to mm. me and i always listen to it and i just try to put my own twist on it or whatever but i would like to write music in that way and maybe people just pick it up well dude i think or it you, may be terrible but i would just like i, I would think like you, a, i think you have the stories a real and like, ear you, you're a good storyteller and so like when you approach it yeah just think of think of those stories that you have that you've lived in lines that rhyme true I'm a hell of a rhymer, as you know. Dude, I'm spitting them bars, son. I've I've seen it, but and I've heard it. But um, it may be rapture rap. How do you say that? Rap. I don't want to say raptural. That sounds kind of like the God's coming back. But maybe he is. Maybe he, this, maybe this, he this, might. This, this, this I might bring him back. <laughs> Tyler, will you shut the fuck up? Oh my gosh, you're tone deaf. Just stop it. It's like man. Will you just part the clouds and give me some sun before you kill me, though, bro? Uh, yeah, but that would be fun to me. Yeah. I, I, but I do. I, it's nice to know that I have the avenue to try it. Yeah. Because I've never tried it before. And it's not worth saying that I can't do it until I try it. And then once I try it, you might be like, holy shit, will you shut the fuck up? And I'm like, okay, good. Thank you. You know what I mean? I, I want the real, real deal holy feel when I do it. From somebody who listens to music so much that so you could be like, okay, well, actually, this is what you could do, or actually, don't do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, dude, and I'm, I'm really like too nice. I think sometimes, yeah, because, uh, and I'm thankful for this. Well, I, you're my friend, man. So I want you to know that you can tell me the 100% facts, and I will not be it, mad at you. Here's the facts that I'm going to give you: is like I get, I write uh, album reviews for bands if they send it to me, and for whatever reason. Um, they'll put that on their website. This is what Alan Aldridge reports talk said about the record, right? Yeah. And this is what I'll tell them. If I like it, I'll write the review. But if I don't like it, I'm not reviewing it. And when I don't review it... You didn't like it. And I'm not going to write a review that's not good. Right. Then hit me up. See what you... What you did if, like if you if it. if you want me to tell you what I think, yeah. I will. But I'm not going to write a bad review. I want to I want 
But to be fair with you, man, I want this to be a Porch Talk original if I can smash it. Oh. If I can't smash it, you just deleted it. It's fine. Well, dude, if I'm in there. But know. I would like to try it. Like Right now? No. I was about to say. Of course not. <laughs> you dropping bars? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, um, I'll spit some bars. I've also been wanting to do the um, Dave's Dark Horse stand-up. Uh, maybe two. What's the word? What's the word when you want to do too much shit in life? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I have trouble with words sometimes. That's the bad thing about me when I'm doing podcasts. It's like I want to use these huge fucking mongus words, but anyways, I do. I do have trouble with words. <laughs> That's yeah. a short way to put it. I had uh when I was. Uh, I want to do too much though. You know? I, I've walked away from music twice in yeah. my life, and I would say that music both times was the thing that kind of saved it. Yeah. For me, not that I was suicidal or anything of that nature. But, like, uh, after my divorce, like, I had become a hermit shell. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't leave. The, I would go to work and I'd come home. That makes sense. And I'd eat ramen noodles and I'd go to bed. And then I'd go back to work. And that was life. And a friend of mine hit me up and he's like, I got us this, uh, this gig, a residential gig. Won't you come uh, play it? We got, this, we got this bar all summer. We play it every Sunday for two hours come play with me and that really brought brought me back out yeah and because of that like i was able to express i wrote new songs to kind of help express what I, what i was feeling yeah and what was uh, that? and, it, and it helped and it helped and it was uh you know it was like music is my healing in this point right and then in the adverse is like i got really full of myself and i was i was surrounded by these people who were they were touring they were successful in their music and I was sharing with them what I was doing, and this was the most nice thing that you could say to someone without telling them that they weren't good enough. Maybe you should just save that for the bedroom. You know, what they told you? Yeah, maybe, you know, you know, the road ain't for everybody. The stage, wow. ain't, for, the stage ain't for everybody. And... <clears throat> And now where I am is I'm not pursuing, like, music as a career. Yeah. You're not going on American Idol. No. I You're not trying no. to go to Columbia Records. No, I'm not doing that. But I do have a record label that I run now. You have your own record label? Yeah. Porsche Talk Records? No, it's not. It's called Foxfire. Oh, Foxfire. Porsche Talk Records would be so do I need, clean, though. Do I, do I need to change the name? I would. <laughs> I'm not telling you Porch what to talk do. Records, baby. I'm just telling you what I do. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, but and so I, I'm I'm recording people and helping them along the way. On top of like I'm into like scene building, and like I, I want to be the face of a scene, not not like narcissistic or yeah. soci- sociopathically, but like if I want to put Columbus, so to speak, on the map. Well, I want it to be like I'm hosting open mics and yeah. I'm I'm bringing in and inviting talent from all over. That's why I throw festivals. That's why I do everything that I do. Is you want to like, be Mackay Pfeiffer? I'm, I'm trying to bring in talent to make people care about what yeah. today's music is. I got you, but I can't lead a horse to water and make it drink. I refer that to a hoe, but yeah, yes, you can also lead a hoe to water, but you <laughs> make her drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's my comedic value. I think I stole that from Cat Williams, though. Yeah. So, yeah. But so. And, and that's like, it's kind of learning my space. 
But like what you're talking about doing is something that I love to do. It's like if you think you have something to say, yeah, and you don't have the means, and if I can help, I'd love to. Man, I've always had I always have the means though. Like I don't know why I attract people like you and Jake and Eminem, but it's because you're fun to hang out with, dude. Uh, thank you. I mean, Me too. But gen- genuine good time. Like I've never I've never ever tried to be something that I'm not. Yeah, you're Ever genuine. since I was little, man, like I remember being a little kid and getting picked on, and then I tried too hard. The fact of the matter was, I tried too hard. Did you get your ass whooped because of it? Nah, I didn't get my ass whooped, but I got picked on. I got threatened a shit ton of times. I've only had my ass whooped twice. Once in that truck that I was just telling you about, yeah. and then once on the gravel road where I got knocked out of my motherfucking Birkenstocks. I've had my ass whooped twice. Any other time. I pretty much given smoke, but I'm not a badass. Never, I'm, I'm, I'm a peaceful I've, man. I'm a peaceful man. I've never had my ass whooped, and it wasn't because I'm a badass. It's just because I was surrounded by good people who had my back. Uh, see, I feel that. Who could who could de-escalate. I've been around a lot of, i just put it plain, some pussy-ass dudes. Motherfuckers who, you know, they got your back until it's time to get your back. Yeah, that's when you find out who your friends are. You find out who your friends are. Yeah, exactly. And as when the it turns rubber out, meets the road, as it, as it turns out, having eighteen hundred Facebook friends, it don't amount to nothing. No, it's that whole social media is a is a mirage. You know, I, only thing I use my social media for is is dollars. And I wish you know, I've, I've been able to. Make, I think more people should stop using it as dear diary. Yeah, or like ask for political activism. Like, oh, yeah. I use mine to she get you banned. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I use mine to share about what I'm doing musically and with the podcast. So it's like it's business for me. Mm-hmm. And ever ever now and then, if I see a funny video as a palate cleanser, I'll share that and just see yeah. if we can spark up some good yeah. conversation through Something. a funny video. I um, I just recently opened my own YouTube account, and I hope I can take this further. Plug it, baby. Um, uncultured swine. I love that nineteen something something, and that's a that's a that's a that's a two for two. Cause Jake you, you gave are, me you are a pig, dude. I am a pig, pig suey. Jake gave me the idea a few a few weeks ago, and he was like, "How would you like to name your show?" Because we've been talking about my show. You know, we've been talking about my show mm-hmm. for a year now, and I've never done it. He's like, "We should call it Uncultured Swine," and I was like, "That is fucking perfect. That is perfect. You nailed it." I mean, what kind of guy is that? I don't know where he heard it from or if he made it up himself or I will absolutely give him the credit for it. I'll give him 2% off of anything yeah. I sell forever. Yeah. If uncultured swine becomes a thing. That's another thing I don't get, like, with everything that y'all got going. It's like I do T-shirts, hoodies, beer koozies. I swear, man. I do all that. Man, a like, logo is fire. Yeah. And, dude, like. We don't do shit with it. And people buy it. And people support it. And, like, the festivals and, like, you know, the last episode that I was on, y'all were talking about, like, inviting a guest out to whatever y'all are doing. Yeah. I do that stuff. It works, and people love it. I want to push that so far. Like, that's 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 how, that's how the, that's the next level. That is when you're, like, engaging. And, like, another thing, since y'all got the live thing down. Yeah. It's like, y'all should do, like, just a – it's not even an episode. It's an AMA. It's an Ask Me Anything to where like the crowd is chiming in and they're like Tyler I always wanted to ask you about so and so 
and be like, well, <clears throat> it is ask me anything, and, sen- <laughs> and, sen- and since you asked, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to know, bro. Yeah. They don't want to know. But, I mean, it, it does. No, that, that's actually a really good idea. Have you ever bounced this off, Jake? Because the thing is about the Man Up podcast is it's the Mississippi Superman show. Yeah. This is the Jake Reeves podcast. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, yeah. it's his show. I just happen to be a star on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, or I've also seen people say that the co-host is the dumbest shit. Some people hate my guts. Some people like me. Some people hate me, too. It is what it is. Like, I don't have a problem with it because I know that in reality, no one can like you all the time. No. Right? And plus, That's like, fine with me. if you get upset and perturbed, this is the thing I'll say about uh, social media in general. Like, I put a YouTube video up of a song of mine and, like, someone writes a negative comment. Now, let's say I get 99 good comments. I'm going to hone in on that negative. Whether it has validity or not, it's like, that's that's the way that we're wired. I'm not wired that way, actually. And then also you have to remember, well, who the fuck are they? Yeah, for sure. I mean, who knows what they're capable of? Yeah, it was like, okay, you don't like this. Well, show me yours. That's my thought process, actually, on everything. It's like, I remember when the pregnancy paternity test thing dropped. It's like, well, you, you had 50,000 people saying, well, actually... You could have been the ba- the baby's daddy because blah la la. Are you down? The, yeah. Are down, you dense? Down the lineage line, if your granddad was black, well, my granddad was white as fuck, motherfucker. So um, let's try again. Well, down the lineage line, you could have been a slave, great 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 grandson, and then their CO two might have kicked him, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like shut the fuck up. That yeah. shit is not happening. You're explaining things away. Yeah, it's dumb. It's super dumb. It's like the fact of the matter is the little girl looked just like the daddy. Mm-hmm. It didn't look nothing like me. And the girl was being a bitch. Let's call it what it was. Yeah. She's been a fucking cunt. It was funny to her. We talked about this. Yeah. She laughed at me with laughing faces through text. Mm-hmm. It was fun for yeah. her. It's fine. It was fun for me too when I blasted her ass on fucking YouTube. Right? Yeah. So who gives a fuck? Nobody. Like, nobody. But everybody. But that, that's the same thing about, like, that's why Twitter is my favorite social media. It's like everyone, like, and all the people who write hateful things about your opinion, their actual, uh, you know. Status? Image. Image? It's not an image of them. It's of some kind of cartoon character or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you're not even a for real person. You're not even brave enough to show me who you are. Yeah. Itchy and scratchy show, right? Yeah. Do, do you do you think I really give a damn about your you know, opinion? Even if I can see the person, like I don't really care. It's like, what right. do you do of substance? Yeah. Do you have your own? You, like, I, I tend to go look at their YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. If you if they have one, if and, they have one, and then like looking at the motive of it, it's like, okay, why are you coming down on somebody for trying to create some content? They're trying to get views themselves. Yes. Yeah, but in the same way, like, it's good. Like, controversy is good on social media. You want controversy. and That's, that's how like, I get more views. Yeah, and I mean, like, that that's the model. And, like, when I get to come on Jake's show, I mean, that's what I try to do. I don't – we're not controversial here. No. But I can be contrarian on his show because that's what he likes. Right. It's what he wants. Absolutely. It's a viral clip. Yeah. Everything, everything he shoots is looking for a clip, I think. Yeah. Which is very business smart. Yeah. Which is also what I'm trying to do. 
So like right here, you can ask me anything. I'll be as honest as possible. Well, this is a different kind of show. Yeah, it is. But I I understand that too. Right? I'm not just sitting here on a mic like yeah. I, I'm used to being on a mic, so I'm talking some bullshit. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if I don't know the answer, I just don't know the answer. Yeah. But if I do know the answer or I have an opinion about it, I'll give it to you. And that's the thing about Porch Talk. I love Porch Talk because it's like I can tell the truth about anything. Mm-hmm. I have a certain character I have to play on the Man Up podcast mm-hmm. because Jake, Jake is the hero. I am clearly the anti-hero most of the time unless we're – And Wes shit. is the, like, the voice of reason. Yeah. He's Methuselah. Mm-hmm. I think Methuselah. No, that's not right. What's the motherfucker in China? Confucius. Uh, Confucius. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> I fucked that up. Confucius, hey. Go to bed with itchy butt. Wake up with stinky finger. Yes, exactly. It's true. It's true. So that's what I always used to compare him to when we first started. I was like, man, you're like Confucius. Even though I just fucked it up in real life. But. Um, Jake. Jake is a big personality to compete with. Yeah. And that's my... that's my. Um, and that's another thing I like going on that show. Exactly. It's like a... Because I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can go. I can trade blows. Every move, every move feels like Rocky too. You know what I mean? Apollo and Rocky just going at it. No matter how bad I get shit on, I don't care. If you're shitting on me, you're making us famous. That's it. You are. Like, no matter how stupid I sound, you're like, oh, that Tyler, he sounds like a fucking moron. Appreciate it, bro. Could you comment one more time? Yeah. Could you start a thread? Yeah. Please. And every time you say that, that's another dollar. That's another dollar. Exactly. And I'm so with it. I don't even care. Like, Jake told me stop reading the comments. I was like, why? You're going to get your feelings hurt. I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I know how the internet works. I have been the troll. Mm-hmm. I used to catfish for fun. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> I used to catfish for fun, man. I used to start Facebook posts and catfish for fun. I mean, not Facebook posts, Facebook profiles. And I, not just people, local people. People I knew. Oof. What do you think about it? That coconut lion. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not my style, but that's not bad. I'm going to drink that. Okay. Well, dude, for this episode, if we do another one, so be it. But I want to wrap this up with three questions. Walk it out of the door. Okay. Question one is, tell me more about Uncultured Swine. Is that ready and available yet? Or is it something people can follow and subscribe to? It is not. It's in the making. It's in the making. All right. Question two is as far as uh, what you're wanting to do with music, how fast are you wanting to start? Mm, as fast as I get the first track together. Maybe a month okay. or less. And question three, what was your favorite part of this conversation? I'm going to say talking about our head of a state, probably. It was the realest, most realest thing you could do. Just it. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Tyler, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. We out of here. All right.